Connect Her podcast with Lee Cummins is a podcast that shares inspiration, education and connection for the entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Lee Cummins and I'm the founder of Connect Her. I'll be sharing interviews with thought leaders, go-getters, as well as real business owners. And I'll also be sharing tips, thoughts, tools, and also strategies for the motivated lady boss. So join me for each episode. Don't forget, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, connecther.com.au. Welcome to this week's episode of the Connect Her podcast with Lee Cummins. I'm so glad that you can be here with me today. I really hope that you are going to enjoy this topic, which is looking at who's the boss, like 10 ways to start taking control. I know that we are all in different stages with um, coronavirus or, you know, the COVID-19 with different, particularly here in Australia, we've got different states and different uh, capital cities that are going through different scenarios based on um, what's happening in each state. And of course, all around the world, uh, we've got different uh, things that are happening um, as far as lockdowns or restrictions or movement and things like that. And it can be very difficult to take control when you don't have any control. It's also... um, I find too that if I put time constraints on myself or I feel like I'm running out of time that that's when I can become frustrated. So I want to share with you today some ways that you can become your own boss. You can start to take control of things, whether it be time, whether it be thoughts, whether it be looking at what's happening here in your state, uh, in your area. Uh, in your country, um, because we're all going through these different challenging and overwhelming times. But it would seem that positive thinking and running out of time have nothing to do with one another. But many of us, um, particularly myself, if I find that I've got limited time, I start to develop some negative thinking patterns. Because what happens is you can become frustrated by the challenges. And then what happens is those frequent feelings of overwhelm start to come to the surface and this negative outlook then makes it even harder for us to try and manage those time challenges and it makes it harder for us to move forward. So if we can sort of flip it a little bit and start practicing positive thinking it actually allows people with time issues to start focus on our strengths and also look at what we have accomplished as well. When we start to do that, it happens to increase our happiness and also another great thing is our motivation. What this does is it allows us to spend more time making progress and less time feeling down and stuck. I'm going to share with you some tips to provide some practical suggestions that can help you to shift into some more positive thinking patterns. And number one, it's about self. It's about taking good care of yourself. It's much easier to be positive when you're eating well. It's much easier to be positive when you are exercising and getting enough rest. Let's face it, good healthy food, exercise, fresh air and plenty of sleep gets those endorphins pumping. If we can take care of ourselves by eating well, exercising and resting, 
those three components alone can have a massive change on our outlook and our positivity. The second thing that I would like to share is reminding yourself of the things you are grateful for. Stresses and challenges don't seem quite so bad as when you are constantly reminding yourself of the things that are right in your life. It's a matter of even taking just 60 seconds a day to just stop, breathe and appreciate the good things. These will make a huge difference to you. In fact, if you're starting to feel in overwhelm, try and take yourself away from that uh, situation. Even if it means excusing yourself and going into the bathroom and just taking a minute or two to do some breathing exercises, just some deep breaths in, deep breaths out, about two or three of those, and then start to take a minute to just remind yourself of what is good in your day, what good things are happening to you. Also starting the day with writing in a gratitude journal, or even if it means finding 10 things you're grateful for. Going into a state of gratitude actually helps to shift your energy levels and it increases your vibration, your positive vibration. So having an attitude of gratitude can really help build that positivity. Number three is looking for proof instead of making assumptions. Have you heard that saying? If you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Well, a fear of things like, say, not being liked or maybe not being accepted sometimes leads us to assume that we know what others are thinking. But clearly, we don't know what other people are thinking. What happens is we let our fears get in the way and usually it's not around reality, it's around fear. So don't waste your time worrying that you did something wrong unless you actually have proof that there's something to worry about. Worrying about what you can't change has a negative impact and it's not necessarily based on proof. So you want to look for the proof in situations, not making assumptions. If we make assumptions, we're putting ourselves on the back foot. Instead, if something doesn't feel right or you are wondering about something, look for the proof. Number four, refrain from using absolutes. You know those absolutes, you're always late. Have you ever told your partner that, who's always late? Or have you complained to a friend, you never call me? That's talking in absolutes. Thinking and speaking in absolutes is using words like always or never. And what it actually does is it makes the situation seem way worse than it really is. And it programs your brain into believing that this is true. It programs your brain into believing that certain people are incapable of delivering because you're using the words of always or never. So start listening carefully to your words. Think about the words that you're using and start tweaking them. It can have a very good impact on your positive thinking. So using absolutes 
is not going to assist you very well with positive thinking. So try and take always or never out of your conversation. Number five, this is harder than we give ourselves credit for, I have to say, but it's a difficult one too, and that is detach from negative thoughts. I know that I have this little person that sits on my shoulder and chatters in my ear. And he's my little devil and he needs to be squashed every now and then. Because he sits there and natters away and my little angel on my other shoulder, they're quiet. I can't always hear them. But your thoughts can't hold any power over you if you don't judge them or if you let them. So that little devil on your shoulder, you need to give him a flick and let the angel on the other shoulder have a voice. If you notice yourself having a negative thought, having negative chitty chat in your ear, detach from it, witness it, but don't follow it. Just observe that it's there and let it go. Move on. Take a moment to breathe. Close your eyes and reframe that thought. I like to think of it as two people on my shoulder and one I can always flick off my shoulder if I don't need them. And most times I don't need the negative Nancy on my shoulder. Number six, squash the ants. <laughs> In his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, Dr. Daniel Amen talks about ants. Ants are automatic negative thoughts. These are the bad thoughts that are usually reactionary. These are the thoughts that come straight away. We don't even think about them because they're automated and they're automatic, but they're also negative thoughts. It might be those people are laughing. They must be talking about me. Or have you ever had your boss call you because they want to see you? And automatically those ants start roaming around and it must be something bad. My boss never wants to talk to me unless he's got something bad to say. When you notice these thoughts, realise that they're nothing more than ants and squash them. Those automatic negative thoughts pop up for everybody and it's a well-trained brain to be able to identify them and squash them straight away. Number seven. I love this one. I think it's such a good fabulous way of expressing positivity and that's practice some loving some teaching and some squeezing that's for your family and friends so you don't have to be an expert to know the benefits of a good hug in fact did you know that through a lot of the lockdowns that we've had where people have been separated from family and friends or have been living alone that one of the worst things that they've had to deal with is not having any physical contact. The benefits of having a good hug. We are people that love to touch. We are touchy-feely people. Of course, there's, you know, the auditory and the kinesthetics and the um, visuals, but generally people don't mind a good hug. Positive physical contact with friends, loved ones, and even pets is an instant pick-me-up. 
Do you know, every single morning I have my little dog sit on my knee as I'm having a cup of coffee. I feed him a chicken stick and chicken tender. And afterwards, he's got to give his mum a little cuddle. And I have to say that that gets my endorphins going. I just love the little cuddle with my little dog every morning. He's such a little cutie. And then, of course, we go out afterwards, hubby and I, and take him for a walk. And we breathe in all that lovely fresh air as well. So we're getting the exercise too. But getting back to practicing, touching, squeezing and loving, one research study on this subject had a waitress touch her customer's arm as she handed them their checks. So every time she handed them a bill, she'd touch just their arm, just ever so slightly. Do you know that that waitress, she received higher tips from these customers than from the ones she didn't touch? In this day and age, we've also got to consider health and safety, particularly at the time of this recording, which is in 2021. So <laughs> we've got our uh, situation happening right here, don't we? So we've got to be super careful. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Hey, I'm so happy to let you know that the Connector community has expanded. Connector is proud to present the Connector Club, a club designed just for you and your business. We know it's tough running a business. We totally get that. And the Connector Club is a space filled with inspiration, education and resources to support you in your business. In fact, we've put together business tools, templates, worksheets, as well as an online four-week self-paced business basics course. There's much more there to assist you in building and maintaining your wonderful business as well as keeping you inspired. Check out some of our free resources and why not consider becoming a member. Visit connecther.club. That's right, super easy, www.connecther.club. Welcome back as we head into number eight, which is about increasing your social activity. Do you know, when I moved from Perth to Melbourne, I didn't know anybody. So it was over 23 years ago, but I still really do get the feelings that came up when I first moved here because I didn't know anybody. I didn't, uh, I was coming over to um, set up a business, to set up a company. So I didn't have any family. I didn't have any friends and I didn't really know anybody here either. And I found it very, very lonely. One of the most important things to do is to increase our social activity because as you increase your social activity, you decrease loneliness. It can be hard if you've moved from one location to another. One of the things that I did when I first moved here is I found a social group and it was way before the internet was really around and it was way before, uh, you know, emails and things like that. In fact, um, when I used to call back to Perth to talk to my family and friends, I'd have to call after seven o'clock because um, it was, you know, uh, it, it was different rates, you know, long distance rates. So a lot's changed in 23 years. But one of the things that I did do was I, I joined a social club and it meant that I could get out and meet people and connect with people because I would go to the supermarket and as I'm putting my trolley through, I'd be talking to the poor checkout girl because I was so lonely. 
what you do need to do is consider surrounding yourself with happy, healthy people. Their positive energy will affect you in a positive way as well. Look for people that you like to be around and ensure that the people that you're with are the ones that you want to be with, that are going to treat you in a positive way, that are happy people, healthy people, the type of people that you want to be as well. If you are finding that you're around people that are, say, negative Nancys or whiny wanes, then maybe look for another set of people to be with. You want people that are going to be as uplifting for you and help you with your positive thoughts as much as you want to be able to do the same. And what you tend to find is it's a bit of a mirror image. So if uh, have you ever walked into um, a shop and... You really feel the, the energy. It's very harsh and very draining. It may be because, you know, there's um, negativity within the team at that shop. You feel it as you walk in and you tend to find that the sales in those shops are much lower because people don't want to be part of it and they want to get out. And you'll also find that people that um, go into those sort of work environments, they are uh, they reflect what's happening within the, the teams as well. And it's the same when we're around negative people, those um, negative Nancys or those whiny wanes. When we're around them, we start to become them. We start to reflect what they're sharing as well. So increase your social activity is number eight. But it's also a second part to that is looking at who is in your social activity as well. Number nine, volunteer for an organisation or consider how you can help another person. Everyone feels good after helping. It's just natural, isn't it? You can volunteer your time, your money or your resources. But if you really want to up those endorphins, if you really want to stay positive, it's about volunteering your time as well as your resources. And guess what? It helps with number seven and number eight because number seven, you get to be around other people, pressing the flesh, so to speak, shaking hands, elbow bumping, all those sort of things. And it's also increasing your social activity as well because you're with people that are wanting to do the same thing as you. The more positive energy you put out into the world, the more you will receive in return. Now, that's just a little taste of the power of positive thinking, but also the law of attraction. So the more you put out there, the more you will receive in return. And guess what happens? Your endorphins increase, and so do the recipient of your goodwill. So whether you're helping someone as a volunteer, whether you're helping somebody um, like a neighbour or something like that, just the simple act of you helping is not only going to increase your endorphins, it will also increase theirs as well. The great thing is uh, one of the things I used to do was actually volunteer on a community radio station and uh, was the president of that for quite a while and I have to say it was a really uplifting experience. It was a tough one, but it was uplifting and I was getting involved with people that had 
similar philosophies and who wanted to do the things that I wanted to do as well. So really consider volunteering for an organisation or it could be for something that is of an interest to you. Number 10, use pattern interrupters to combat remuneration. If you find yourself ruminating, a great way to stop it is to interrupt the pattern. Force yourself to do something completely different. Rumination is like a hyper-focus on something negative. It's not productive in any way, shape or form to you. Because it's not rational and it's definitely not solution oriented. It really is just excessive worry. So some of the things that you can do to help combat that is to try and change different parts of what you're doing. It could be changing your physical environment. It may be going out for that walk. It could be taking some time to go and sit outside. I know that if I'm having a particularly annoying day um, and start to get into that pattern of negative thoughts and I start ruminating on all sorts of crazy things I'll take myself out of my home office and I'll go and sit in the garden there's some beautiful sunshine there I'm getting vitamin d I'm getting lovely fresh air and I'm taking myself out of that environment so that I've got time to myself to start looking at squashing the ants interrupting the patterns start changing my thoughts start you know, being grateful, thinking about what I'm grateful for and starting to look for proof of why I am thinking that way. Other ways that you can do it is um, call a friend, you know, pick up the phone, have a chat with somebody. You can pick up a book, a positive, a positive book is always great or even turn on some music. Music is a fabulous way of switching the brain very quickly if you want to pick something that is really upbeat and lifting something that you want to get up and dance to and that can just switch your thinking pattern very very quickly but do whatever it takes to activate new thinking and to flick that switch off on your thoughts so there we have our 10 ways that we can take control and we can be our own boss we can be our own boss of our positive thinking. We can be our own boss of not getting caught up in the day-to-day -day environment of worry, um, whether it be around, you know, restrictions or, or time or negative people. It is a way of utilising these tools so that you get the best out of what you want. So I think that's it for now. If you loved this episode, we'd love you to head over to iTunes and leave a review or let us know what you think as well. And don't forget, if you'd like to contact Lee or being myself, just visit our website, connecther.com.au. Otherwise, uh, we've also got the Connect Her Club, which is connecther.club. We'd love to see you on one of those platforms. Until next time, happy networking and stay connected. Hey, not so fast. We love to stay connected and we hope that you will. It's really easy. We've got our website, connecther.com.au. If you like Facebook, then 
we've got some great opportunities for you. We've got our Connect Her page as well as our Connect Her Collective. This is a great online networking tool. We also have our Connect Her Marketplace where you can promote your business every single day of the week, any day of the week, and once a day. If you prefer Instagram, then head over to Instagram and check out Connect Her AU. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, just simply check out Lee Cummins. So don't forget to stay connected.